I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. From the Panhandle to the Keys, temperature records were either mashed or set yesterday afternoon. Meteorologist Megan Borowski from the Florida Public Radio Emergency Network says we'll chase records again today across the state. So mid-level high pressure is centered to our south, and that's causing our soaring temperatures. On top of that, the high is directing in humid southwesterly winds, and that is causing feels-like temperatures to range between 105 and over 110. On top of that, the dynamics of high pressure serve to limit shower coverage, so we can't even count on widespread storms to cool us down, even if it's just briefly. On a trip to New Hampshire last week, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis stated that if elected president, when it comes to federal employees, quote, we are going to start slitting throats on day one, unquote. WMNF's Chris Young reports that some employee groups are concerned about his violent language. DeSantis made the comments during a barbecue event hosted by former U.S. Senator Scott Brown. All these deep state people, you know, we're going to start slitting throats on day one um, and be ready to go. The American Federation of Government Employees called it dangerous, disgusting, disgraceful, and disqualifying. They represent 750,000 federal government workers. The National Association of Letter Carriers said the comments are particularly disgraceful at a time when letter carriers are increasingly being targeted by violent criminals. DeSantis has recently replaced his campaign manager and laid off about a third of his staff last month. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. According to a press release, more than 224,000 students are expected to return to school in Hillsborough County tomorrow. County school officials remind drivers to be cautious as students will be out walking to school, riding bikes, or waiting at bus stops. Today, Nagasaki has marked the 78th anniversary of the U.S. dropping an atomic bomb on the city with its mayor urging an end to nuclear weapons. Mayor Shiro Suzuki made the remark today after the group of seven leaders at another summit in May adopted a nuclear disarmament document justifying atomic weapons for deterrence. Suzuki said that also poses a threat. The U.S. atomic bombing of Nagasaki on August 9, 1945 killed 70,000 people. Three days after the attack on Hiroshima killed 140,000. Opponents who fear a proposed gas station could damage McCullough Springs south of Tallahassee, and they say they're unfazed by a new state law that was designed to limit lawsuits over comprehensive plan changes. Ryan Smart, executive director of the Florida Springs Council, wouldn't say Monday if his group or other organizations would legally challenge proposed land use changes sought by Southwest Georgia Oil Company on a seven-acre parcel in McCullough County. But Smart said the law, SB 540, signed by Governor Ron DeSantis in May, won't affect the decision. Before Monday's meeting, Richard Grosso, a lawyer for the Sierra Club Florida, submitted an objection to the proposal to ensure, quote, the enjoyment of natural and man-made resources by citizens while minimizing the threat to health, safety, and welfare, unquote. Thomas suggested the issue could become moot if the state can acquire the land from Southwest Georgia Oil, through the Florida Forever Land Acquisition Program. To hear our report on the meeting, go to WMNF.org. A statewide firefighters union has joined the Florida Police Benevolent Association in challenging the way a state agency is carrying out a new law that placed additional restrictions on public employee unions. Margie Menzel has more. The law, approved this spring by Governor Ron DeSantis and the Republican-controlled legislature, included restrictions such as preventing union dues from being deducted from workers' paychecks. 
But in a move that drew debate, lawmakers exempted unions representing law enforcement officers, correctional officers, and firefighters from the restrictions. The Police Benevolent Association, however, filed a challenge in late July. The Florida professional firefighters joined the case this week. The case contends the exemptions from the restrictions were intended to apply to all workers represented by public safety unions, not just law enforcement officers, correctional officers, and firefighters. For WFSU News, I'm Margie Menzel. Bottlenose dolphins in parts of Biscayne Bay are adapting without seagrass, which they depend on for much of their food. That's according to new findings by researchers at Florida International University. The study largely focused on the diets of dolphins in North and South Biscayne Bay. That's according to the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Southern Biscayne Bay had more seagrass meadows, meaning the dolphins there ate mostly bottom-dwelling sea life and animals lower in the food chain. But in Northern Biscayne Bay, where there's been catastrophic seagrass die-offs, dolphins preyed on larger fish that are higher in the food chain. Larger fish are not as numerous as bottom-dwelling animals. The Sun Sentinel reports that the FIU study has not been published yet, so it's not yet known whether the lack of seagrass in Biscayne Bay has led to a smaller dolphin population. I'm Sherry Lynn Cabrera in Miami. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa. 